Hi, Sachin. Hi, Dinkar. So, Sachin, as uh, I'm going and talking to uh, more and more folks about uh, EBO metrics, sometimes in context of ThoughtWorks Polaris, sometimes just in the uh, context of EBO metrics by itself, I'm realizing that uh, different organizations are at different uh, levels in the journey towards adoption. And of course, what we are talking about is not something, uh, you know, totally new. Uh, people have been trying these kind of things, maybe not um, articulated in this manner, not probably packaged in this manner or presented in this manner, but people have been doing things here and there. And I'm noticing that uh, there is in some way uh, a maturity model which is uh, emerging. And um, uh, as we discussed, maybe uh, let, let's talk about that maturity model today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're right, this is something which is uh, many people have talked about in terms of they want to do it, but they don't know how. And um, I also feel that that EBO, which is that engineering is an excellence to business outcomes, and the Polaris is one of the tools which we have developed within ThoughtWorks. So all of these are just like one step closer, but there are other angles which we need to explore. So yes, absolutely. Let's talk. So um, let me start by, um, you know, uh, sharing the screen and um, we uh, can, uh, we'll walk through these uh, four stages, right? So <clears throat> one thing that I've noticed is um, when we go and talk to uh, various organizations, um, the, the one which are kind of at the, at the beginning of the maturity level, these, these are the folks. Uh, who are on lookout of a tool. And the uh, common thing that I hear is we need a tool. Uh, if we get the tool, all problem will be fixed, right? So in their mind, um, they the only thing missing between them and excellence, engineering excellence, which is driving towards business outcome is I don't have this uh, tool. And once I have this tool, everything will be okay. So these are the organizations which probably do not have very systemic or systematic manner of collecting data. Uh, what's your experience at uh, with the, with these kind of uh, organizations? The tool is because it's a simple way to say I need this and it will solve my problem. And typically, I have seen it happens in two ways. It's it's either that they have certain metrics in their mind and they are searching for a tool which su supplies these metrics to them. And uh, they say, if I start tracking these metrics and this is the tool which I get or this philosophy which I adopt, my problems will be solved. But as soon as they get onto tool, they realize that these tools are, it's it, they need that data stream. Right. And that data stream is a function of certain foundations to be available within the system. Right. For getting lead time, you need to have a CI-CD pipeline. You can't do lead time without that. Or do you do continuous deployment? Or do you have a major way to measure your downtime? All of these, if you don't have, then the tool is going to be completely useless. Right. And sometimes these in enterprises, 
we have discussed this a couple of times. These challenges are to access this data and reliably access this data again and again. So yeah, I completely agree uh, yeah. with the first two blocks. And 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 you call out the uh, you call out a very important point, right? Because uh, when an organization in the stage that uh, I need a tool. Uh, right, uh, there is somehow this uh, expectation that there is this magical tool, I'll come, uh, we'll install it, and uh, voila, everything will be solved. <laughs> Data will be available, right? And um, that is where, you know, the complexity of uh, their CI CD pipelines, how their uh, tools are organized, you know, um, no. What's that phrase? Uh, you say that no two pipelines are configured same. Uh, yeah, yeah. We tried it right when Polaris, which is uh, a very simple tool which goes and collects its data, just like no two pro projects in Jira are configured the same. No two pipelines in Jira uh, as uh, Jenkins are configured the same. And uh, when people have these kind of tools, not just Polaris, you know, even if you take something as simple as Hygia, which is which can allow which allows you to connect to anything and create any kind of visualizations uh, it becomes a nightmare right so uh, the first uh, big uh, the first hurdle that the organization that it needs to cross is not actually so much as um, buy the tool or build the tool or acquire a tool it is to get the tool working with all their systems and have the data start coming in and once that starts coming in, the second level of maturity uh, kicks in, where the most common thing that I've heard is that uh, people will come and say, you know, I want this metric. Once <laughs> yes. I have this metric, I will be able to figure out how to achieve engineering excellence. And the tricky part here is that this tool or team is serving 15 departments, 40 teams, uh, you know, 300 uh, streams and everyone starts coming in and suddenly the whole uh, you know dashboard is full of uh, all these uh, uh, different metrics which uh, different uh, teams felt uh, are important for them and one thing i've noticed uh, sachin in that scenario is which kind of leads into the next uh, level of maturity is that when your screen is full of metrics the most common thing, um, all the, you know, not to bad mouth project managers, right? But the most common thing for people to do is, okay, what is in stage red, what is amber and what is green? And what this rag status immediately does is that it ensures everyone's focus is on first things which are red. What that means is that, uh, I have a dashboard, it's, you know, three, four dashboards, four or five screens. And whenever there's a red, as before going into, let's say, a meeting with the executives or presenting it to someone, three, four days before my whole focus is what is this red? What is this red? What is this red? Why is this red? What is going on? Who's at fault? I'm trying to figure out what is in the red. What can I explain about this? Whole focus is on red, right? Then what happens is things which are in amber, right? They get ignored because it's not red yet. There are other reds that are. And worst thing, the greens, there is no deep dive into why is this green? Why is this working out very well? So we are never learning from things we are doing right. We are focusing on figuring out what we are doing wrong, 
putting a bandaid on top of it so the red becomes an ember and i was talking to someone and we were looking at um, I'll, i'll discuss with you later what that dashboard was but there is this dashboard that is shared with us over a long period of time i have never noticed anything which was ember go into green most of the embers are going into red because they are almost right ember means red in waiting we have not paid attention to you yet because there is a red as soon as i handle that red one of the other embers going to green so when people have this stage uh, where they're looking at i want this metric this metric this leads to a deluge of metrics it leads to a confusion of metrics and then people don't know what to look at where and the rag state status comes in and you start hitting at uh, things which are red and that leads to this whole scenario what's your experience i, I know you have some interesting stories to tell them yeah i i totally agree to that uh, in fact uh, the one analogy which i was talking to you the other day as well is i feel for the first three blocks and we'll go to the fourth one right uh, the fourth one is the crux to me but um, i don't want to go block by block so the story sure. uh, is cohesive when whenever i was thinking about uh, these evo metrics and the tools and how the metric should be done i can't help but think about sports watches nowadays like the fitness watches are extremely cheap you can get it at um, for less than like 50 dollars right and when you get that uh, or uh, the high end one people buy that and put it on their wrist and suddenly they feel that okay they are taking one step towards fitness but buying a watch is not going to make you fit neither you are going to probably only shopping shopping therapy for a few moments nothing beyond that correct so buying a tool or deploying a tool within your infrastructure is like buying a watch and expecting you are going to get fit you still need to figure out what are the metrics which are going to make you fit for example if i want to lose weight and that is my goal then probably i need to figure out what i eat more than uh what calories i am burning yes yeah. you burn calories but most calories you are anyway uh, eating and then not burning at all so this, this, this is for example you are not uh, you are not recommending us you know uh, diet not qualified at all not qualified at all this is not like such <laughs> is not a diet plan yeah. <laughs> not qualified at all yeah. i mean like i i keep uh, cheating on my diet all the time but if i am want to get better at swimming let's say then there are different set of metrics which i need to focus on and for running different set of metrics so mm-hmm. the i want to go back to your point which is finding the right metrics rather than just like the watch can measure let's say 600 things but rather than actually putting 600 things you need only 3 to figure yeah. out what is your focus then you need to be able to put all these three metrics or 10 metrics or four metrics if you go 50 it is very hard for you to create a cohesive around 40, 50 but then you identify what are they indicating to you and the, what i realized dinkar even when you are today talk, uh, talking and the other day we were talking you know not to bash project managers again but it we is should, not their fault uh, sorry to interrupt i thought maybe we should invite a project manager at some point we should <laughs> we should yeah. my feeling is that the reason is intent when you are when you are actually 
creating any dashboard, you and I have created multiple presentations in our life. What we are doing is, Dinkar, we are trying to find out what is that intent which customer has or the audience has. And then we tailor our material specifically to that. Contrary to this podcast, right? We are, we are just like feeling this is what we want to talk to community and this is what we are talking. So right. there is no initiation from the audience. This is we putting our thoughts onto audience. So this is much more free form, right? This is what our opinion is going out. But mm-hmm. when we are creating a dashboard, we are serving an in- intent which is anticipated by the managers yeah. or the team. And it is a reflection of what the leaders have asked them for. If leader said, hey, I want to identify what is blocking my progress to release this software to production. They are going to put only metrics which will say we are doing good. But if you are saying, I want to find out who is not performing. I want to find all the teammates who are not performing. You will see suddenly commits per day, number of lines written, what is their test coverage per person, and then team metrics and all those things will start populating onto dashboard. So the purpose should not be internal. The purpose should not be thinking, how do I do this versus that versus that versus that? And that's why it is important. What is the purpose? The purpose is the outcome, what you want to achieve. For me, if I buy a watch, Apple watch, the outcome should be, I want to start uh, like running a marathon uh, at a pace, which is X. Like I want to complete a marathon in three or 30 minutes. But then my goal is to actually finish a 10K in one year, one hour in the next six months to achieve that. And that is an outcome which I want to achieve. That can be achieved by 10 watches available on the market. Mm-hmm. And for the watch is not even helping you. It is just a measurement tool, right? The strength training you will have, the diet you will have, the uh, rigor of waking up in the morning and going out and running, that is going to make it you fit, right? So the act of buying a tool, putting certain metrics in it, telling a cohesive story, is very critical and important piece, but people should focus that the intent is going to drive all of this and decide whether this is going to fail spectacularly or whether this is going to become even 5% successful. Right. So, um, and and uh, we we see, uh, Dinkar, people struggle in each of these pillars. Yeah, yeah. So um, the story till now, um, the first uh, level, uh, entry level of maturity is we need a tool. Correct. And um, then they get the tool, then they say, hey, uh, and and I'll, let me try to correlate it with the intent, right? Um, the, uh, hey, we need a tool. And if the intent is not clear, that's where people start suspecting, oh my God, this tool is going to be used to pinpoint who is doing what. And maybe exactly. get used for their performance, or maybe worse, it will be used to fire them. And this is where a lot of resistance to tool comes in. That's why so many organizations don't have tool. They may get a tool, then the resistance to connecting it to data sources come into picture because, my God, and if let's say that also happens, then teams will not onboard it because let me first see what kind of data comes before I expose it to someone else and someone takes some kind of decision. So all these roadblocks, and that's why the first maturity level is the toughest to cross. Now that you've done everything, 
Now, if you say that, hey, believe me, we don't want to measure a person. We don't want to tie this to their you know, annual salary uh, and bonus. We, don't, we want to understand this as a team so we can understand how the team is performing. That's when, can I have this metric? Because somewhere in the team leadership say that, you know, for my kind of product, in my kind of situation, you know, this is the metric that will actually show, quote unquote, my reality, right? And then they say, can you add this metric? But someone else will come, you know what, in uh, for my kind of product, for my team size, and at the stage where we are, this metric is misleading, but can you add that metric? And suddenly mm. that's how you get these deluge of metrics, right? Comes a third situation where now you've got so many metrics and uh, executives looking here and there and saying, what do I look at? Because if you're not build a cohesive story around these, what these metrics mean, people go and look at red. Mm. They count the number of red or whatever that executive kind of fancies says, okay, this is red. Now for next three months, I want to see this red go from it. And suddenly the, uh, which kind of, it's a toss up, like, you know, you throw so many metrics up and one of them will stick. And in that conversation, people stick to that. So then people's third level of maturity, they say that, okay, we have been collecting so many times. How do we tell a cohesive story about our organization? This is where we bring out one thing. And, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons why we uh, kind of um, said that the um, low, medium, high, and elite uh, in DORA 4 key metrics is kind of misleading because uh, in a different industry, um, you know, there would be different kind of results for different kind of uh, product that that industry is making. Maybe that industry, you know, that that product is something around retail. This product is something uh, which is a business um, middleware. This product is probably a data uh, platform. They, this product contains uh, personal information of clients. All of them will progress at a different level. They will go through different gates of regulations, quality. You know, some of them can experiment with A and B testing. Some of them, once they go out, they become the norm. The like data platform, you put out something, it will affect 50, 60 other systems. You can't go to tell them, no, we were doing A-B testing. Now we have totally changed what information this API sends, right? So then what uh, starts happening is uh, people start realizing, hey, you know what? This metric does not tell my story because this is my what my product is like. And then suddenly the organization comes at a stage where they say that I have all this story now. Looking at all these metrics, how do I build a cohesive story that reflects the true maturity or the true level of engineering excellence? I don't want to go and make everyone look good, but I really genuinely want to know which one is really doing good and which one is not doing good so I can help the team which is not doing good. And this is a third level of maturity where they have now gotten over this, I want, you know, kind of a, you know, a teenager, uh, uh, just a digression. I um, uh, in um, I had a boss um, at uh, Fermilab, and you know we used to go and say, you know, we need this kind of equipment. We got this kind of equipment. I need this kind of laptop. <laughs> she used to say, you sound like my teenager, right? They're always wanting something. I want this fun, the this fun stuff, right? That's how people go with metrics. I want this. Can I have this? Can I have this? Once they have gotten over this stage, they said, okay, we have enough. Now, what is the cohesive story coming out of it? That is where they want to do some analysis out of it. They want to figure out that out of these 50, what can we do about it? And this is where 
um, you know, the the step towards the fourth one comes comes into the picture, right? Which is, um, I give an example, right? If I'm driving over a mud, sometimes the wheels kind of get stuck in the mud. So the wheel is rotating at a very good speed, very efficiency, everything is going, but you know, it's stuck on the mud and the car is not going anywhere, right? That's the right. problem. If you just take your, uh, you know, your engineering metrics and you just make sure they are perfect, perfect, perfect. The engineering team is doing very good. They're churning out the code and they're doing everything very well. No security issues, no tech, very less uh, tech debt, minimal security issues, but they're not leading to any business outcome. And right. this is their contextualizing and aligning to a business outcome becomes very important. And this is the fourth and final level of maturity of an organization, which is on their journey for adoption of ego metrics. Absolutely. And Dinkar, you put it very well. Um, my worry is always that when, uh, when somebody says, I want to measure these 10 metrics, right, is I am okay that they have like 20 metrics as an exploratory data analytics mm -hmm. to build that cohesive story. I'm okay with that. So they uh, let's say that lead time is one metric which they have figured out and they sure. find that lead time is not uh, like not aligning with my business outcome, which is let's say monthly active users. Uh, I kept releasing features, but then I'm not seeing a jump into these monthly active users. That's the story. Now to support or build a hypothesis uh, and validate it, if you want to do, let's say, like, where is that other data? Uh, mm. what else I can do and all that stuff by all means do it but then people are so tuned to this click through and drill down and this that methodology is like I should be able to click on this and it should give me this and then it should but that is so transient yeah. next time you will hit another bump but then yeah. nobody will delete this metric because they will say hey this metric is already there yeah. let's keep it there but then that creates such a noise in the system that debt. <laughs> yes, you have now metric debt. <laughs> we coined the new term here. So <laughs> suddenly you have these metrics which serve very little value. Yeah. They add so much noise, and they are a constant distraction from uh, for from focusing on the outcomes. Yeah. And my feeling is, we need to make sure that teams understand that why they are even measuring. What is the purpose? What is the intent? Am I measuring for increasing the effectiveness? Am I in, uh, measuring for increasing my uh, uh, business impact or uh, expand my business? What is the goal? Or I'm just finding out who's to blame. And that is the driving factor behind all these. I mean, the Evo wouldn't even exist if people wouldn't have misused metrics for so long. Yeah. True. You know, uh, I, I was uh, uh, so uh, uncanny. I was uh, talking to someone uh, yesterday on a very similar topic. And, uh, you know, they also made it a point that to call out that, uh, you know, the purpose of these is not to, uh, you know, go and, uh, you know, tie it to a performance, uh, you know, uh, review of a, a person. But I said, you know what, uh, and this is my biggest fear, right? Uh, you're not doing it today the tool is not intended for that purpose. Maybe you have blocked access to data, but at some point, let's say tomorrow, some new 
you know, boss person comes in and says, I want that data. The moment you have the data, there is a possibility that someone will come who has the right authority and, you know, will come and start asking for that data. What are you going to do then? And what I've started proposing to everyone is, if you don't have it, you're not obligated to share it. You just don't, just, just stop collecting uh, all this uh, data, right? If you don't, if your intention is that I'm going to focus on team data, start anonymizing uh, the individual data. If your focus is, I'm going to focus only on these 20, then stop collecting the rest of them. Don't have this, you know, uh, you know, just lie, metrics lying around. And because at some point there is a cost to everything, right? Uh, there, there is there is a cost on infrastructure. There is a cost on maintaining those uh, things. So um, just a quick uh, recap. So you know, focus Hinkar, on. Sorry, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. One one point, right? Um, I I couldn't resist but uh, say this thing, and that's where the intent came into picture. Dinkar, the I don't even mind collecting all sorts of data. I would like to say that. You hmm. collect whatever data you like. Um, I don't have a, a like philosophical issue with it. You hmm. can collect any granular data you want. But then the Evo part, why it excites me so much, why I believe we should be thinking more, talking more, generalizing, the whole effort that out of whatever number of episodes we have done, we talked about business value for half of those. I can guarantee without even counting that. This requires a cultural shift. This is what, like what people try to do with Agile, right? Is rather than waterfall, there all steps seems like, hey, you can't move to development until you have done analysis fully. And the process takes over people's, like how people actually operate. That to address that they created agile. Something similar is what is Evo. You create outcome-focused culture of your engineering teams, rather than focusing on test coverage, rather than on how many lines of code was written. You focus on what is Sachin achieving. Yeah. If you like focus that, and that's a cultural shift. That's the intent, and the intent is not. Uh, at a micro level, like, hey, I want to figure out all the developers, how many commits are done per day. But the intent is at an org level or the unit level there, we say, we don't care. Okay, you may be working for half an hour, but I do want to make sure that all of my developers are writing the best code and they are making the best impact to my customers. And that is exactly. the shift it should move to. And that is where excellence comes. Excellence does not come in how... Yeah, those things are important you know those things uh, things bring discipline they, they they have their advantage but that is not the definition of excellence definition of excellence is what i did led to the desired outcome right it, it's simply as simple as that and uh, you know we get so focused on creating these local optimas that my coding is so good and uh, my <laughs> testing is so good my this yeah. is so good. My this is so good. And, you know, and the business is sitting and getting like, what am I getting out of IT? Right? IT. And you you have been part of those uh, conversations where, you know, I want to say that one of the business uh, leader did ask me, right? You know, 
IT just creates jobs, tasks, you know, jobs for itself, so they can stay busy. And yeah. you know, this is a growing uh, feeling among a lot of uh, business leaders because while IT is working hard, they're bringing in excellence, they're bringing in best practices, they're pushing their engineers to do best of uh, you know the standards. They are not creating that alignment to the business outcomes, and hence. This is operating in one space. This is operating in another space. Both are living in their own world within the same organization. Reality, but it's brutal. They are, you know, two two different organizations living in their own worlds. Agreed. I mean, that's that's the that's yeah. the whole problem which we are actually facing today. Is people are measuring things which serve a purpose of just like defending their position or showing they are doing good rather yeah. than uh, making sure that hey as a group of people we have agreed something to happen and we are or we are not achieving this and these are the blocking factors i think the conversation needs to go to that level the intent yeah. has to be clarified to that way so the organizations can move faster i would say so our message is, uh, you know, it, it's a journey. Yes, you may be at a stage where tool makes all the difference. Maybe you are at a stage where gathering data is very important. Maybe you are at a stage where, you know, uh, figuring out what information this data tells, what cohesive story comes out of it. It's okay where you are, as long as your aim is to move towards, we need to align to a business outcome and our engineering excellence should contribute a business outcome otherwise we are a wheel which is just going around and round uh, on a muddy patch and uh, with that uh, th this was a very uh, good conversation Sachin thanks and uh, thank you so much see you next time bye 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 everyone